Beef Market Update with Ann Wasco on realagriculture.com is brought to you by Haney Farms. It's time for another episode of the Beef Market Update on realagriculture.com. And right now I am joined, as always, by Ann Wasco of the Great Gateway Livestock Exchange. How are you doing today, Ann? I'm doing good, Sean. How are things there? Ah, it's a bright sunny day. We had uh, we've definitely had enough moisture. We're we're ready to uh, let these crops grow a little bit. Uh, I know some areas have just north of me have very very poor crops because there's been no rain yet. All over the re- rest of Western Canada, we've got these phenomenal crops. It's it's kind of a strange summer. Yes, it has been, and our area has certainly seen you know plenty of moisture and uh, outstanding crops. It looks like yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at this these current markets. And and you got some interesting data comparing it to a year ago and giving kind of a context of where we are today. Well, yeah, good good question or good comment, a good place to start. Let's let's just update the listeners on what happened last week cuz it was a really late week trade and then I'll I'll tie in what um, where we're setting at vis-a-vis last year. So in the US, we did end up trading at 117, so that was 3 bucks lower than the previous week. The cutout, that wholesale price that we're always watching to kind of give us a, a look-see what buyers are thinking, meat buyers are thinking, it traded at, closed at 205. It tends to bottom in late July, so kind of hoping, looking for it to find that point. It's, of course, that's one of the reasons it's always hard to, you know, uh, spur up a rally at this time of year when you've got a cutout that tends to make its annual low in July. We're doing some things right. Fundamentally, um, packers, of course, are very profitable at this point in time still, and they have been all year long. So that means they're running big kills. It keeps cattle moving. It keeps, uh, especially in the U.S., um, carcass weights in check. Feedlots are current. Leverage, we talk about leverage, you know, who's got the the stick, if you will. Uh, Feedlots are certainly, um, that's certainly something they're building and hopefully is going to pay off down the road. I think, you know, bringing it back, Alberta and what's going on today vis-a-vis a year ago you know I think it's a it's not a good reminder but it's a reminder today when you see fat cattle prices in the mid 40s 140 148 was a, the average last week in Alberta compared to a year ago when fat cattle prices four zero dollars a hundred higher so 188 189 and um, the situation from a profitability perspective was considerably different as well. So um, estimated losses in July for cattle finishing in Alberta on a spot-to-spot basis, so you know, no hedging, no contracting, were about $350 to the negative, uh, whereas a year ago he was selling cattle in the upper 180s, as I mentioned, and, and making 100 bucks ahead last July. So a completely different situation um, vis-a-vis where the cattle feeder's sitting as he looks into the fall run versus where he was a year ago. Well, and you know that old saying, every year is different, uh, and we're definitely proving that this year compared to last. It's, it is setting up for a very, very interesting fall if you're really interested in how markets function. Um, a lot of ranchers looking at you know what the cattle feeder's dealing with and probably sort of penciling out, expecting, obviously, feeder cattle to be a lot lower, what do you think's lining up for this fall? Well, and it's, Rashawn, it's really hard to say because the futures market, which we we love to curse, um, of course, is is really his only barometer. The cattle feeder's only barometer as to what he can pay in the future, 
And that futures market, as we speak, is still please still trying, trying to find a bottom. And so it's a it's a it's a moving target, a, a very fluid situation today. And so what we see today still says lower prices ahead um, until that futures market, you know, gives us a clear signal that it has made a bottom. Like I said earlier, fundamentally, we seem to be doing things, quote, right. Um, but we certainly need these technicals to come in line as well um, to give this market some confidence, which it's most certainly lacking at this present time. Yeah, I think the out of the gates in early September or late August, we're going to see some pretty cautious uh, hands moving up and down at the auction market. It's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see, sort of see how people approach the first sales as they as they hit the ground. Yeah, I think your word you just used was, right now is pretty good, Sean. Cautious. What about uh, what about some of the export numbers, Anne? Really interesting things compared to a year ago there as well. Yeah, you know I. When, when markets are like this, I do go looking for good news. And, and I think trade is certainly one of those good news pieces. And, and again, all of these pieces can build things for down the road. So we can't, can't just say, well, that, that, that doesn't matter today. I think these things do matter down the road. It just, it's not showing up right now in the market, or it certainly is, means the market's better than it could have been. Uh, export volumes, we've got the May data. And for import volumes, we've got the June data. So first of all, on the export front, in the first five months of the year, we've got uh, exports out of Canada, beef exports out of Canada, up 8% in tonnage. And when you look at just the May month alone, we had an increase of 17% over a year ago. And again, leading the charge, our biggest um, customer, the U.S., uh, we were up 10% year-to-date and 17% in the month of May with our beef exports to, to the U.S. So that's exciting and encouraging. And on the flip side, what's coming into the country, because this all makes our supply story, right? Beef imports into Canada for the first half of the year are down 4%. So that's not a big surprise. We were certainly expecting less beef to come from Australia and Uruguay, but we've also got 7% less beef coming from, from the U.S. And this is, how much, what percent would this all be attributed to currency? Well, it's... the. I, I don't think movement typically plays into actual um, tonnage. It, it plays into the value of, of what's moving. So at the end of the day, our prices are going to move according to that exchange rate. But uh, tonnage is going to, you know, because we're based off that U.S. price, what, what we were going to ship or not ship to the U.S. Um, has more, has already been adjusted for exchange rates. So certainly um, it, it comes into the price. But uh, at the end of the day, if we've got excess beef, it's going to be exported. And if we need uh, certain cuts of beef, it's going to be imported. So um, it, the exchange rate certainly plays into the value of it. But uh, these are tonnages that still speak to Canadian beef exports doing a good job in these countries, uh, given the products that they're moving there and, uh, and the, the perceived value that they're getting for it. KN, that was great talking to you this week. Did you get a chance to watch much of the Calgary Stampede or go to the Stampede? Yeah, actually, Barry and I got in uh, last weekend, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we got into some some of the drier performances um, at the Stampede, which was great and uh, good to be there. It's uh, it's something I certainly enjoy to going to every year, and I didn't miss it this year. Well, was, you know, a couple of things. You know, we were watching the uh, the bull riding last night, and the guy rode a ninety one. In that weather, uh, he won the hundred thousand dollars. He was from the U.S. I, it was kind of funny, you know, that hundred thousand Canadian is worth a lot less today than it was a year ago for him. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if they know that, but anyways, they still got to tank with it. <laughs> what do you mean I only get 70000 Anyway, Gayanne, <laughs> thanks a lot. It was great talking to you, and we'll, uh, we'll chat with you again in a couple weeks. Okay, have a good one. Thanks, Sean.